You legends asked for them, and I've delivered. While you can absolutely program your subconscious mind with the repetition of conscious thoughts, i.e. thoughts you choose on purpose, subliminals bypass the filter that is your conscious mind to be absorbed directly by your subconscious mind with less resistance. This is essentially a form of self-hypnosis. Can you find free subliminals online? Yeah. But if it's always felt risky listening to subliminals from free anonymous resources on platforms like YouTube, especially those without full disclosure of the affirmations used, you now have the option from a trusted conscious manifestation resource. Me! And I've already had such a positive response to these. Subliminal audios can now be purchased on my website in either rain or upbeat music options and can be played once or on a loop while you do mindless tasks or even as you drift off to sleep. Just another tool in your conscious manifestation tool belt. Hey legends, you're listening to the I Am Manifestation podcast. I'm Cerise, I'm a conscious manifestation coach and I help you get out of your own way so you can manifest your version of an awesome life. Whether you're new here or not, if you dig my content, some of the completely free ways you can support this podcast is to download the episodes you enjoy, or all of them if you're feeling generous, as well as follow the pod, give it a five-star rating, and even review if you feel inspired to do so. Every bit of support means a lot and helps me get this info out to as many people as possible because everyone deserves to know how to manifest their version of an awesome fucking life, and everyone can. So I missed last week. I needed a break. I just needed a break. <laughs> I needed a break from a lot of things. If you follow any of my um, socials and things like that, you would have seen that I went from posting like a few times a day to like pulling back to just kind of the last few days. I've just been posting excerpts from my live streams. Um, I have plenty of ideas. I just haven't had the energy to... Uh, execute them if you will and I've been a little bit grumpier on in my responses and stuff too on social media not with my one-to-one -one clients or anything like that but just like <sighs> I get a lot of the same questions over and over again which is fine but I get a lot of the same questions over and over again from people that I know have been following me for a while and who know and it's it's a lack of trust on their end and like the reason it's frustrating is because like I want to wave a magic wand and fix things for you guys, but I can't. And the thing is, if I get into the habit of kind of pandering to the same questions from the same people over and over again, then they are not projecting out that they have the thing and I'm not actually helping, if that makes sense. So I get frustrated because this stuff works from you helping yourself. You like help me help you. I can only really give you the information to work with and then you have to work with it. You have to put it into practice. And I know that there are times where it's not the easiest thing to do. I know that. But there's no way around it. Funnily enough, given the way I've kind of felt energy-wise about my content and everything this week, I, or in the last week I should say, this week's topic for the podcast is the game of life. So using a game type analogy to explain manifestation. And I know that a lot of people might kind of hear the game of life and think, well, I came across manifestation because I wanted my life to be better. It hasn't really felt like a game so far. It hasn't really been very fun, Cerise. <laughs> and again, I get that. 
And, you know, none of what I'm ever saying is to sort of victim blame anyone, because as I've said before on probably all of my platforms, whilst the things that have happened in your life so far, like before coming across this knowledge or coming to these sorts of realizations, like it might not necessarily have been your fault, but if you want to experience something different, you are the only one living from your experience. So you're the only one who can change it. My job as a conscious manifestation coach is not to enable or encourage you to linger in the thoughts of those circumstances because that doesn't serve you and that doesn't change those circumstances. My job is to give you the tools and guidance to change or improve your circumstances by changing your perspective on your experience. And the thing is as well, the longer you put this into practice, the more you realize that circumstances actually don't matter. And again, a lot of people hear circumstances don't matter and they feel like it's coaches or whatever invalidating their feelings about the things that they've gone through. And I'm, I'm not ever doing that. Circumstances don't matter is meant to empower you because when you realize that you created the circumstances you've had or your experience about the circumstances you've had, again, I'm really tired, so I'm not sure if I worded that, but you know what, you know what I'm saying. If those have been created by thoughts or subconscious programming, which is created by repetition of thoughts, you can change them with your thoughts. And again, once you've done this enough times, once you've actually seen, like done it, put it into work, work, worked past the discomfort or feeling stupid or the fear of like it not happening, not working. Once you work past that and you see an actual unfavorable circumstance turn around and not just turn around, but turn around in the way that you wanted it to, the more you do that, the more trust you have in the fact that the circumstances don't matter. And you're less likely to be triggered as you keep going along. Like it's a snowball effect, a snowball effect. Everything's a snowball effect, right? So if you linger on um, an opposing emotion, negative emotion that you assign to an event that might not have actually been that bad, but it's just the way you've experienced it, then every time you remember it, it snowballs in the direction of the feeling you've assigned to it. When you do the opposite, when you assign a positive emotion to something or you change thoughts to be in line constantly, it's a snowball or compact uh, compounding effect and initially you won't feel like there's necessarily that much momentum but over time you start to feel the momentum the, tr the trust and the belief starts to build the ease in which you're able to um, switch your thoughts up and things like that in the moment happens more naturally and it all just becomes easier and easier the more you do it the more diligent you are with it anyway let's get into the topic of this podcast episode so I thought the easiest kind of type of game for me to use as an analogy, as an example, would be a card game. So again, a lot of people are like, oh, my circumstances, this is how my life has been so far. Referring that to a, um, or relating that to a card game, you don't always get dealt the best hand when you play a game of cards, but that doesn't mean that you can't win. There are so many people, we've all heard at least one story of someone who was born into either squander or grew up in a really shitty situation or whatever, and they became successful. 
and to use a more light, like a lighter example, <laughs> I've noticed recently like how many really terrible actors there are and singers that there are that are making fucking bank acting and singing. And like we can think whatever the fuck we want about it, but these people clearly believe that they are either like whether they believe they're talented or not, I don't know, but they believe that they're famous. They believe that they're entitled to the fame and the money and the success. And so that's what they're experiencing, whether they can act to save their lives or not. <laughs> These people didn't listen to anyone who said, you can't sing, you can't act. They didn't listen to anything else apart from their own thoughts that spurred them on to keep going until they actually won the game. But, you know, I've heard stories of people who were born into third like born in a third world country and they end up in a first world country successful as like a doctor or just like uh, like lawyers and things like that or they get fucking discovered on the street as homeless people well there's an actor i can't remember his name well i can i think i can remember his name but i don't know if i would pronounce it correctly but there's an actor that i believe was homeless and he got discovered on the street um and like by a modeling scout became a model and now he's an actor he was fucking homeless okay it doesn't matter what cards you're dealt at the start of the game you can still win so in terms of manifestation and relating it to the analogy of a card game what do you tend to do when you get a shit hand in a card game you try to ditch the shit cards and replace them with better ones that lead to a more favorable result, preferably winning. In this example, the cards are your thoughts. So you always want to make sure you are ditching the thoughts that don't serve you as quickly as possible. But the main part of that is you do need to replace them. Otherwise, you don't change the actual hand that you're playing with. So with your thoughts, you actually need to change your thoughts. You can't just push a thought down because then it'll keep popping up. You need to actually change the thought to something else, replace the thought with something else, because that's where the actual reprogramming is happening. And also, if you decide to keep the shit cards, then you're just going to find yourself in the same situation throughout the whole game. You'll be playing with the same hand of cards that you probably won't be able to do much with in order to actually win. Also, as with any game, in a card game, there are parameters within which things can be done, and it's the same with Earth. Um, but to give examples from other games, just to kind of help this make sense for everyone, you can't go certain places in video games, right? There's always like a point where you like walk too far and you just end up walking into a, a wall and not really going anywhere. You can't go outside the borders of a board game. In the analogy of a card game, there are only so many cards in a deck, which symbolizes everything you could ever want already existing. All the options or combinations of things that can happen in a card game are already in existence. They can only happen with the cards that are in the deck. On Earth, whether you think of it as a realm or a simulation or whatever, the parameters, I believe, on Earth are time and distance. So past, present and future are all the same. But here on Earth, whether it's, you know, a game, a simulation, a realm, 
Here, we experience them in a linear, seemingly logical way. Therefore, there has to be a seemingly logical sequence of events leading to our manifestation. So if something or someone are at a distance, there needs to be things that happen in order for them to be in front of you, whether you get to them somehow via um, via a sequence of events like buying a ticket or winning a trip or whatever and then get, ending up where they are or the other way around, them coming to meet you where you are. Things need to happen in order for that to happen. And with distance comes time, as we perceive it at least. So in a card game, if you're dealt a hand of shit cards, you can't just go from having the shit cards to winning, right? There's a sequence of plays or events that happen in order for you to end up with the cards that have the winning hand or allow you to make the winning play. And as you consciously dump the cards that don't serve you, serve the win of the game and replace it with new new cards so you still have, you know, the same amount of cards in your hand for example. Eventually, if you keep ditching the old cards, you will end up with the winning cards. Sometimes that takes longer than it does other times. And with that, with a card game, just because you don't see the cards in the hands of others, it doesn't mean that those cards don't exist. You know they exist. And those cards are somehow part of the grand finale of the game. So for example, if you really wanted a certain card and you were too scared to dump the cards that you had in fear that that card wouldn't exist, then you would end up with the same hand of cards that you were dealt in the first place that weren't allowing you to win. Essentially, when you're playing a card game, if you have shit cards and you dump them, you are trusting that eventually if you keep dumping the shit cards and replacing them, you will end up with the cards in your hand that you need or want to use to win the game. So... That's an example I wanted to use for when people or you are thinking that what you're seeing directly in front of you, that little bit of high definition that you see directly in front of your face, outside of which is blurry and then past that there's a whole world going on around you that you can't see, when you're only giving credence to that tiny little bit of high definition directly in front of your face and you were doubting that things are happening in the background to bring you the thing you want, you doubting is the only thing that is getting in the way of those things happening in the background. Because again, going back to the card game, if you're doubting that what you want is in the hands of other people happening because everyone is you pushed out right we know this there's people involved in all manifestation whether it's a specific person whether it's people handling money dropping money um, whether it's people um, uh, yeah, like advertising things jobs etc etc regardless of what it is you're wanting if you're doubting that anything's happening with any like in the hands of other people outside of what you can see directly in front of your face, then you are likely going to try and take control or hold on. So in a card game, if you're too scared to trust that the cards that you want will come to you, if you get rid of the cards that don't serve you that are currently in your hands, you're not going to be naturally getting those cards. 
you're not giving the game or the or your world a chance to shift in your favor and of course as with any game the more you put the game into practice the more you play the game knowing the rules clearly knowing how the parameters work the easier it becomes the better you get the more you start to see wins coming in so bringing it back to the snowball or the compound effect like the more you do it the easier it becomes the more natural it becomes your reflexes are in favor the more times you get small wins along the way, the more confident you feel every time you go to manifest something new or every time you go to play a new game. The more you trust your abilities and, and question yourself less. And if we sort of think of one card game as one manifestation as opposed to like your whole life. Circumstances don't matter. Is like if you lose one game, you just know that you didn't choose the right cards that game. You didn't choose the right thoughts. It's fine. Next time you choose different ones. You choose more wisely. You understand the game a little bit better this time. So you understand a bit more of like when to get rid of the cards. What cards are most valuable to you? What thoughts are most in line with you having the thing you want already? You keep those ones. What thoughts can you see like reverse engineering the result that you got, what thoughts can you see led to the unfavorable circumstance? Ditch those cards. And you persist until you win. Because until you win, it's not 100% done yet. I don't know about you, but I've played plenty of games of like um, Last Card or Uno where I've ended up with like, a hundred fucking cards in my hand and I've still won the game and so now I know if I'm playing last card or uno which for those who don't know they're essentially the same game but last card is played with a normal card deck and uno is played with an uno deck um I know not to panic if I keep picking up lots of cards because I know that actually I'll have an opportunity to dump them and I know that I can still win because I have won regardless of the fact that I've had an excess amount of cards in my hands playing those games. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Again, as with all my podcast episodes, I've, well, sometimes I write bullet points. Sometimes I just completely freestyle it. Um, I've put some, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I mean, I am so ready for bed. I don't want to manifest being more tired, but I put bullet points down, but I've also had sort of things coming to my mind where I'm like, oh, that can also be part of the analogy um, that I've just kind of put in there. So I hope that that's uh, helped those of you who are new to conscious manifestation or law of assumption kind of understand it a little bit more. And I hope for those of you who have been practicing uh, conscious manifestation and or law of assumption for a while, that it kind of gives you a little bit of clarity around circumstances that might be happening for you right now and you know reassure you that it doesn't mean you're not going to get what you want and to just keep persisting and I also hope that <laughs> my little tangent about bad actors and bad singers has kind of helped you guys as well because at the end of the day nobody else's fucking opinion matters right you're the only one living in your skin from your experience for every single second of your life 
you're the only one who needs to like you and what you do and who you are. Like, even in calling them bad singers and actors, I'm not bagging them out because, like, A, they're living their best life. So fucking good on them. And, like, my opinion, again, nobody's opinion matters but your own. My opinion doesn't matter to them because they would have for sure been told by people along the way that they they were not great at what they wanted to do. And they've still gone and won the fucking game. They did not care about the cards they were dealt. They still won the fucking game. And secondly... They honestly serve us as proof, like any time that imposter syndrome creeps in or that doubt or whatever creeps in, just think of those things. This is how I keep things light. Like if someone like that, like there are people honestly that are in shows where I've like almost stopped watching the show because I'm just like, you are ruining the show for me. But I still watch the whole show. Um, But like, you know, I'm sitting there, surely we've all had that. We were like, why am I still watching this? This is fucking awful. Um, But... It's things like that where I look at and I'm like, if you can be a fucking famous actor or if you can be a fucking famous singer acting and singing that badly, then why the fuck would I ever doubt that I'm worthy of what I want doing what I'm doing? As with my usual outro, if you have any conscious manifestation successes since listening to or watching any of my content, please let me know via socials or on the contact page on my website. I do what I do because I want to see you all win the game of fucking life. You hear me? Also, if you're happy for me to share these anonymously, I might make a segment on the podcast to share these and inspire others to persist. All of those aforementioned things are in the show notes in addition to links to freebies, my one-to-one coaching via video call or email, subliminals, which uh, I will be putting up in price very soon just as a heads up. The Manifestation Shop, the I Am Manifestation YouTube channel with affirmation and informative videos, my socials, and more. Thanks for being here. You're a fucking legend. Don't you ever forget it. And until next time, have a good one. Do you have topics you're passionate about but don't really have people in your life that love the same topics as you? Or like me, you believe you have something to share that you think everyone deserves to know about? Then why not start a podcast about it? Having a podcast about a topic you love gives you the opportunity to build a community of like-minded people, as well as giving those who might also not have people to speak about their passions to a community to be a part of and feel accepted in. Now, if you're thinking the idea of starting a podcast sounds overwhelming, I know it was a bit daunting for me when I first started It's Already Mine Manifestation podcast, but Buzzsprout make it super easy to get your podcast on any platform that people listen to podcasts on by publishing your podcast in just one place. And you can start recording with just your phone like me. And if you're just testing the waters and seeing if you can actually make regular content, Buzzsprout offers a free plan where each episode stays live for 90 days or basically three months, allowing you to upload up to two hours of content per month completely free. And if you're happy to keep creating content from there or you simply want to keep your existing content live, you can look into upgrading to a paid plan. Buzzsprout don't ask for your payment information to start and they won't automatically charge you at the end of the 90 days. The 90 day old episodes simply won't be hosted any longer unless you choose to upgrade. So there's no surprise charges. For me, that three months was plenty of time to start to see an upward trajectory of downloads for my podcast and to see if I can come up with consistent content ideas to talk about each week. And now I'm happily on a paid plan with extra upload time, advanced stats and perks. 
Not to mention, a podcast gives you so many opportunities to market your existing business and build other income streams through links to your own products and services, as well as being able to work with sponsors and affiliates. The possibilities are endless. So if you're ready to share your knowledge or passions with the world in a medium that allows you to do so for free to start and without hair and makeup, I have an affiliate link in the show notes for Buzzsprout.